Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Super Bowl parade before the world turned upside down. Pat Mahomes turns a beer upside down. I don't know if it counts if you get more beer on you than you get in your mouth, but still... They loved it. And then he's throwing the football to the fans, and oh, that is painful. Don't show it again. <laughs> Don't show it again. I oh, showed it Patrick again. Mahomes, if you're listening, buddy, uh, I'm a little bruised up. <laughs> i tell you what, I'd be more than a little bruised up after running into a parking meter. The parking meter always wins, and Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl last year. He's number one. It, I... I Felt like we would never get here. It's been a long journey from Milan to Minsk, 40 all the way up to number one. And here we are, Patrick Mahomes. Not a surprise, although I know how difficult it was for you to take Aaron Rodgers from number one and move him down. But there's a new king in town, and he's going to be the king, I think, for a long time in Patrick Mahomes, Chris. Yeah, I expect it. You know, I got to sing my ho- my song on him, you know, first off, just to pay my homage. My homie, your homie, my homie. Whenever he's on, I watch. I mean, it's my guy here. Yeah, you know, and it did. It hurt me. It's the first time, like I said yesterday, since 2010, where I feel like we're going into a season where Aaron Rodgers is not the best quarterback in the NFL. But, you know, I don't think you can argue this. You know, I I think even Aaron Rodgers would have a hard time arguing this right now. Patrick Mahomes is just, he's not even at the peak of his career. There's really not a weakness to his football game. And he can do it just so many different ways, as we know. I mean, he can be a precision passer, but, you know, also he's one of the greatest off-schedule, awkward position passers we've ever seen. And he's only been in the NFL for three years and only two as a starter. But it's just special what he does, you know, uh, off-schedule, off-balance. I've never seen a guy that drops back like him, Mike. I mean... You know, he's like Muhammad Ali back there. He floats like a butterfly. I mean, he takes these big, deep drops, and he causes the defensive line to really spread out, which gives him huge passing lanes. And then 
he's very elusive because he's so far from the line of scrimmage that when a pass rusher does come at him, he can make a miss. But, I mean, you see him, right? He gets the ball and the shotgun, and he just – there's no pay, like, attention to footwork. It's kind of just get the ball, float around, feel the rush, and I'll make a throw. And uh, he's got a lovable personality, as we know. We could see his leadership, leadership skills are real. The team loves him. And then, of course, we know he's got a clutch factor, and his talent is just as, as great as anybody we've ever seen in the sport. Von Miller told us at the Super Bowl the challenge of dealing with a guy who constantly drops back. You can't get a beat on him because he's backpedaling from the rush right. and ultimately making the throw. And we had that realization his first year as a starter as to how he can do what it is that he does, and he explained it very simply. He was a shortstop. When you're a shortstop, you never get a chance to set your feet you never get a chance to make the right throw with the right form, with the right structure, with the right everything. You get the ball in your glove and you get rid of it as quickly as you can. And that muscle memory from playing baseball and playing shortstop over and over and over and over again, that allows him to throw a football the same way. The funny body positioning, as coaches call it, the arm angles that are all over the place. And let's look at the plays that only Patrick Mahomes can make, the plays that have made him the best quarterback in football and destined to be the best quarterback in football for years to come. Number one on the Chris Sims Top 40 Countdown. Here he is against the Colts, Colts in yeah. Week 5 Sunday night game. This is actually a game the Colts would end up winning, but look at that. That just <laughs> – who does that? No, who throws the ball that way other than him? No, he's like Gumby. I mean, he really is. And then, yeah, I mean, he's already thrown more balls across the field than things you're not supposed to do as a quarterback, more than some of the great quarterbacks in the history of the sport have done who played for 17, 18, 20 years. I mean, these are the throws that every coach goes, no, don't do that. With Patrick Mahomes, you don't ever say that. You would think it's luck sometimes with how much, you know, you go, oh, that's lucky. But then you go, well, well no, this is the 40th time I've seen this in the last two weeks. It's not lucky. He's been compared to Brett Favre. I think the difference is Patrick Mahomes can do with his body the things that Brett Favre thinks he can do in his mind, right? I mean, Mahomes, right. look, it's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's nonstop. That, I remember that this dramatic comeback, and it's just he's the, he's the guy who knows what's going on and no one else has a clue, and he just manipulates everyone in the direction he wants and just the little touch pass. He, he can do whatever needs to be done under any set of circumstances, Chris. Yeah, he can. I mean, even that right there. I mean, you know, what are you off your back foot, you know, moving in the pocket, a go route down the sideline with the safety going over there. The coverage is phenomenal. Just drops it in the bucket. You know, that's where he's special. And then here you go, Mike. Look at this. Here it is. Drop back, farther back, farther back. I mean, he's 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage and throws a ball 60 yards down the field. Nobody does that. Nobody's allowed to do that. Because nobody can be successful doing it other than maybe Aaron Rodgers in his prime. So it's very unique how he does that, like you said already. And it does. It makes it stressful. Like, look, the Joey Bosa's coming around the corner. And he's like, what? well, he's not at the corner. Okay. And then, oh, he's still farther back. And he buys himself time. And his ability and the flexibility in his arm to what is so amazing allows him to make those type of throws just look routine. And that was the moment the Super Bowl turned. I mean, 20 to 10 with seven minutes left, but that throw turned everything around. Uh, also, against the Titans in the regular season, that you know, I mean, it's it, a it helps shot. to have great receivers. It helps to have great receivers and guys who are really fast and can do something with the ball. But look at that. In the air, just you're right. It's, it's the old Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 
and finds right. one of his fast guys, and the fast guy's gone. Yeah, I, this is the stuff that I just – I've never seen anybody better at it. And I didn't think I would ever say that after Aaron Rodgers. I really didn't. But just these jumping, weird, no-look, sidearm, below-sidearm throws at times. I, I've just never seen anybody do it. And here you go. Watch again. You know, oh, dropping back 12 yards deep. Oh, no problem. I'll scramble to the right, throw a 60-yard bomb. And, Mike, here's the other thing, too. Like, you know, in this game – the Titans defensive coaches, remember this? They told people at the CBS who was covering the game and said, we're not going to blitz him. It's pointless. You can't rattle him. He's never been rattled in his career, and we're not going to do it. I think that speaks volumes, too. I mean, he already has that type of respect to where it's like, don't mess with him. Let's not piss him off because he might go on fire and then really, you know, trash us. It's amazing, well, and that but, was but, amazing. But, but, it, yeah. but it's smart, too, because when you commit those extra resources to chase someone you can't catch, you're just making it easier for him to find somebody wide open. What's the point? As long as he's going to run away from your guys, uh, and, 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 and no one's going to be able to stop him until they have someone who can get to him consistently. Uh, and, and, you know, how long is that going to be? 10, 15 years? When do his skills start to diminish? It's not like he's got all the measurables that would wow you at the scouting combine, but you get him out there in space, he knows how to run away from these guys. He knows how much time he has. He knows how much space he has. He knows how fast he has to go, and he can do it, and he knows when to get rid of the football, just like right here. He does. He's a bigger, stronger, tougher athlete than we see at quarterback sometimes. I mean, you know, he is, he is sneaky fast. He's very elusive and quick. And because he's like Gumby, he's got great shake and like, you know, body language to make people miss. That's where he's really special. And then we've seen he's, you know, think about the Super Bowl. He makes that run down the right sideline, gets in a big collision, and the defenders hurt. You know, so he can play a tough brand of, of football. And I think the other thing too, Mike, that I'll say about him, you know, he's not perfect yet. He's got the greatest arm, off-schedule arm I've ever seen. And, you know, I, I mean that by you know, backpedaling, scrambling to the right, scrambling to the left. I've never seen a guy in those awkward positions who can get the power he can on it all the time. I don't know if his arm and I don't know if his arm's as strong as Rogers and Favre when like, okay, the pocket's clean and he's got to throw a 20 yard out route and he's got to really drive it in there and throw just an absolute laser or missile. You know, it's close to their power. I don't think it's quite as powerful as them, but his ability to create power when he's in awkward positions is greater than anybody I've ever seen, let alone he has something what my dad and I would call is a great hand when we talk about throwers, like a flicker. You know those kind of guys. He can just flick it. Like I think of like Sammy Watkins in the Super Bowl down the right sidelines. It wasn't perfect technique or anything like that. He saw, whoa, Sammy Watkins beat Richard Sherman down the sideline. You know, I need to get the ball out of my hand. And he kind of just got it out there. It wasn't a perfect spiral, but it didn't matter. You know, Sammy Watkins could have just opened up his pocket and it would have fell in there. And that's what's just amazing to me. There's just there's no downside to the guy right now. Um, and and uh, he's, he's amazing to watch. Here's the question. Can yeah. he get better? And if so, how much better can he get? Andy Reid on Lunch Talk Live Last month, actually two months, no, last month, I'm getting my months right, five is May, this is June, last month on Lunch Talk Live, talking about how Mahomes can improve. Here he is. He is a sponge, so he wants to know everything, learn everything, and be challenged every day, and then he wants to go out there 
and take every rep he has and try to better his game. He calls me every other day and, and we talk. He's on the WebEx with, uh, with the coaches every day going through things and he, he just wants more and more and more and he's passionate about the game. So like I said, as a teacher, uh, that's all you can ask for because you're trying to give them one more thing. I mean, that's a great challenge for a coach to give them one more thing to even make them greater than he already is. And it's amazing to think, Chris, he actually could get better. I don't know what the ceiling is. He just has to stay healthy and keep doing what he's doing. The bust in Canton, they can already start working on it, right? It's just a question of of how long he plays for the five-year waiting period to begin. But he is incredible. He is the best quarterback that I've seen play in the 50 years that I've been following the NFL. Now, he's only done it for a couple of years, but I haven't seen anything like it. And it's amazing. Uh, yeah. You know, remember during the 2018 season, and and you've you've said this with some amount of chagrin because you you don't like to see your son throwing the ball sidearm and no look. But there's going to be another Patrick Mahomes because all those kids out there are trying out the things that Mahomes does, and there's going to be kids who are good enough to do it, and they're going to develop that way. And there's going to be guys who were inspired by Patrick Mahomes, just like we've great musical acts get inspired by others. There's going to be another Patrick Mahomes 15, 20 years from now, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, well, he, he's already made a mark on the game. You're right. And he's made a mark on the you know younger kids of the world and showed them, yeah, some flair, fun, whatever it may be. He's got that great Steph Curry personality that just like kids gravitate towards. And – Yes, and Mike, it already is there. I mean, the high school kids, college kids, they're, they're, they're practicing it. You know, I, I know I've told you, you know, my dad, my brother, they work with a number of high school, college, NFL quarterbacks, and they go through, like, workouts now where kids want to just go through Patrick Mahomes-type throws. And my dad and, and my brother teach them, you know, how to do it, how to be better at it, whatever it may be. But it is going to be a part of the game. And, you know, moving around, doing those type of things, it, unless you have a great offensive line, that's how you have to make it happen in the NFL. But he's, he's special, Mike. And then he has an offensive coordinator, play caller, and Biennemi and Eric Reed, who, of course, we know are very good and aggressive. And then he's got great talent around him. And all of those things just let us see more of the great talent of Patrick Mahomes. It really accentuates it all. And last thing I'll say, because I've gotten this question a lot, People want to go, well, why wasn't he number one last year? Why did Pat Aaron Rodgers be number one, you know, going into the 2019 season? And here would be my big reason. 2018, yes, Mahomes may be a better playmaker than Aaron Rodgers, no doubt about it. My big thing would have been this, Mike. I think if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots that year, the Chiefs would have won the game. I think Mahomes being the better playmaker – wasn't great enough at that point to me to make up for the lack of experience that he had compared to Rodgers. I don't think Rodgers would have been fooled by some of those Patriots coverages and things that we've talked about many a times in that AFC championship game at that point. So while Mahomes might have been the better playmaker, I thought going to 2019, I still couldn't give him the title, but there was no doubt in my mind this year. He's the title holder. And uh, I really, like you said, I expect him to be kind of for about the next 10 years.
You said if Aaron Rodgers was on the Chiefs that year, they would have won the AFC Championship game. Also, if the coin toss had gone their way at overtime, they would have won the, that the, the uh, national. They right. would have won the AFC Championship. So, yeah, I, I, uh, it's such a shame we didn't get to see what he could do in overtime. And and he and for him, it's part of the growth. It's part of the development. It's part of the experiences that carry you into future seasons and future moments like that. And it's a shame we didn't get to see what he could do in that moment. But. Uh, Hey, that's how it but goes we got until to they see change it this the rule. Year. That risk is there. We definitely yeah. got to see it this year. And I'll tell you what, I mean, yeah. it's down 10 points with seven minutes left in the Super Bowl against a Insane. team like the 49ers, a juggernaut, wire to wire all year long to pull that one off. Incredible. And that's the reason why Mahomes is number one. And it's a reason why the Chiefs are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. All right. Which quarterbacks have a chance to be number one next year? other than Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about that when PFT Live continues right after this. All right, it's finally done. It took a while. We got there. 40 all the way to number one. Well done, Chris Sims. Take three weeks off. Take three weeks and one day off on me. Sounds good. Uh, I'm sold. Okay, right. fine. See ya. All right. But the work's not over yet. Some fill in the blanks as it relates to your countdown. There are blank quarterbacks who could be number one next year. How many could be number one next year? I I think when I really look at that, I'm going to go with four. Four names that I think jump out to me to where I could say, and I'm not including Patrick Mahomes, right? I'm not including. But I look at Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, right? Any of those three. And then maybe another guy I'll throw into the mix there. And I don't expect it, but I think he's on my rate is Kyler Murray. I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by Kyler Murray. You know, I don't expect him to be up there at number one, but I think he's got the type of talent and rare ability to where he could be a guy here that challenges Mahomes for like the most exciting best quarterback in football as we go on here. So I think those are the names that jump out to me more than any. Any other ones that jump out to you or you disagree with there? I'm just stunned. I'm stunned. I'm shocked. I'm appalled. And I will be contacting Aaron Rodgers. Not only did you take him out of the number one spot, you now say he has no chance of claiming it back. I I don't know if he does. And if he does, hey, listen, you know I'll be here singing, oh, Aaron Rodgers and throwing in everybody's face next year. I, I guess what I'm just saying is I don't envision at this point of his career him getting like better, like remarkably, where I think there's some other guys like, hey, a Mahomes and Wilson can still get a little bit better. We know Deshaun Watson, Lamar, and those guys, there's just room to grow. They're going in different directions and at different points of their career. It hurts me, man. Stop doing that. It hurts my heart. <laughs> As to the number one guy next year, would you take Patrick Mahomes or the field to be number one? Oh, Patrick Mahomes, no doubt about it. You know, I, yes, I, 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 I will be shocked if we're doing this next year and Patrick Mahomes wouldn't be my number one quarterback. I, I really, I think, you know, we didn't even get to, like I said, there's no weaknesses in his game. And you heard Andy Reid in that last segment. You know, there's room to grow. He's a sponge. He's going to continue to get better. I think there's still plays that he leaves on the field uh, a few times in a given game. You know, but we, we usually don't have to really like pay attention to it because he makes other plays to make up for it. But when I talk about real efficiency and like taking advantage of every little thing that's there to be had, 
I think at times Mahomes maybe leaves a few plays on the field every now and then because he's trying not to be too over-aggressive or careless or stupid that way. And I think he'll continue to, you know, what do I want to say, make that nuance of his game even better and better. My general approach to this type of a proposition is to always take the field. Always take the field. But you're not here. No, but but here's the thing. Let's be realistic about what we're looking at. We're looking at a season of unprecedented uncertainty. We're looking at the possibility that Patrick Mahomes is going to be knocked out for three weeks with the coronavirus, where Lamar Jackson may not be, Kyler Murray may not be. And look at what it did to Patrick Mahomes in the chase for the regular season MVP, the knee injury that knocked him out for a couple of weeks. It opened the door for Lamar Jackson. So I just think with that many great quarterbacks out there who aren't named Patrick Mahomes – I got to take the field here. Even though I don't feel strongly about it, there's just too many. All the names you mentioned, one little slip up by Patrick Mahomes, one uh, an outbreak on the Chiefs that doesn't involve him. There's just too much uncertainty to put all the eggs in one basket. I'd rather put the eggs in the much broader basket given the dynamics of this year. Yeah, the year does change things. I mean, I hear you. I, I, I get it. I'm actually surprised to hear you take the field. I am. You know, I mean, really, you know, I mean, you know, like realistically, because you've already said in the last segment that this is the best quarterback you've ever seen through two years of their career and and your 50 years of watching football and paying attention. You know, like, do you expect him to be okay if things are normal, not the COVID-19? Do you think he's if everything's. if Yes. okay. everything's normal, he plays all season long and the the virus issue. How long do you think this run goes for well, here's the thing. Were we anticipating Patrick Mahomes in 2016? No. So I don't know who else is out there who could blossom into a competitor to Patrick Mahomes. But based upon what I've seen over the last 50 years, I don't see anyone being like Patrick Mahomes anytime soon. So I right, think this is right. a mantle he is going to hold indefinitely until one of those kids that has completely revamped his playing style after watching Patrick Mahomes shows up in the NFL when Patrick Mahomes is the guy, you know, with a little gray in the beard, a little gray in the hair, maybe a little rickety, slowing down a little bit, and then right. in comes a guy 22-23 who plays just like he used to, that's when I think the torch gets passed. Yeah, I, I think that's probably fair. I mean, that's kind of the way I expect it. You know, yes, from what we've seen, you know, there's just, again, there's no weakness to the guy. There's nothing. There's really nothing you can look at and go, ooh, you know, that's a little troubling if that gets out of hand, it can really mess him up or whatever. You know, there's no weakness to him, and then there's really not a glaring weakness to the supporting cast around him. And I think that's what's scary too. And that's when you start to go, "Whoa, can they build a dynasty?" And like you said, can they, you know, win multiple Super Bowls and start to do that? Harder, easier said than done. I know that, but you know, it's set up for them to make that type of run, especially at least be one of those like offensive greatest show on turf type teams for a long time. When you give one of the greatest coaches of the past 25 years, the greatest quarterback of all time, potentially you're going to set the table, not for necessarily a dynasty, but the chiefs are going to be hanging around and hanging around and hanging around. They're going to be on the porch, kicking on the door every year. And they're going to kick the door in probably more often than uh, most teams will over the next 15 or 20 years. All right. Next topic. 
and we're going to have to take a look at the 21 to 40 graphic of the Chris Sims top 40 quarterback countdown because this question is the quarterback outside the top 20 that could be top five next year is who? And the example is Lamar Jackson went from 30 last year up into the top five this year. Who in that group of 20, Chris, from 21 to 40 has the chance to get to the top five? Yeah, well, I think there's – Really, here's the the group that jumps out to me. 21, 22, 25, and maybe even 26, okay? And that's Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, and Joe Burrow. I think those four guys, to me, have potential to be that. And I think specifically when I look at them more than anything, like, hey, listen, Drew Locke is certainly a guy I think that has that type of potential and, of course, has the support system around him. And Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones, listen, I'm not, you know, giving up on Baker Mayfield by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not. I'm still a believer in him. And there's support there to go along with it, too. So the more I talk about it, the more I think it's maybe a Drew Locke or a Baker Mayfield to be the two names that jump out to me more than any. Boy, if it's Locke, people are going to be stunned. They really are. But they shouldn't be because we saw enough of him late last year to see what he can be. I'd go Mayfield, though. I'd hedge Mayfield on this one because we saw him play at a very high level in 2018 when he had the right coaching. And when we broke down his placement at 21, we saw a lot of bad mechanics, a lot of bad habits that manifested themselves in games. And even though they don't have the luxury of working directly together face-to-face, I think Kevin Stefanski, who has worked with a bunch of different quarterbacks over the years, he was in Minnesota from 2006 through 2019, I think he'll be in a position to get the most out of Baker Mayfield. So of those guys, I think Mayfield is the most likely or just none of them. None of them make it to the top five because you know what? The top five is pretty good. I don't know who in the top five has given up his spot for one of these guys between 21 and 40, Chris. No, you're right. Well, you know, the top five was like the easiest thing for me this year, you know, and it usually isn't because you usually have guys, you know, ooh, three through six or three through eight, so tough and it's nitpicky and all that. You know, I went into this exercise this year going, I know who my top five is, and I know who number one is. I just need to figure out the exact order and where I feel comfortable, and that's when I go back and watch tape and compare and write some notes and things like that. But I'm with you. I think it's going to be very hard to break into the top five uh, with that group in there right now. I mean, the only one that you look at and go, yeah, you know, is not still on the rise upward is Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think he's going to have the type of fall off that's going to be too drastic. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if he's – has a better year this this upcoming year because of all the events of the offseason and everything like that than he did last year. The top three quarterbacks on your list, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, all have a ring, only one ring. Plenty of quarterbacks have no rings. We're going to do a draft of the quarterbacks most likely to be the next one to earn their first ring. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do, do we need a, an entire chapter of Simsism on Tote the Line? <laughs> Simsisms. Tote that line. You know, Carson Wentz, his only negative to me is like, yes, a little bit careless with his body, right? Uh, but at the same time, he has to tote that line a little bit if he wants the offense to be successful. Simsisms. <laughs> that's just one of the many times that that you have said that over the years and i think yeah. that paul burmeister was struggling to keep a straight face i think i saw like a tiny trickle of blood as he was biting his lips he he's not like me does he call you out when you say something dumb like that no I'm sorry for no. lack of a better term but dumb like that he doesn't call you no. out does he's too nice <laughs> It's okay. There's no lack of a, you know, there, there is no better term. It's dumb. You're right. So don't worry. He is too nice. He is, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't quite, we don't have the relationship that you and I have yet to where he just totally feels comfortable to, to call me out and bash me like you. So uh, we're getting there. We're working on it. Do you know what the correct phrase is and you choose not to use it or you just don't know what the correct phrase is? No, you know what? I don't think I knew the correct phrase for a long, long time. And then I kind of knew it. And then I, I just, when I start to talk and get going in my brain, the old phrase comes out and I don't even realize it. So uh, yeah. I need to self-scout thyself, go back to the drawing board here the next three weeks and fix up my English language. Toe the line is the phrase. Toe the toe, line. Not tote, yes. not tote, not toke. Definitely not toke. But I think the toke <laughs> leads to tote. I think that's it's the problem. It, it, it could. Right. It's, it's like the, yeah, right. the chicken and the egg. Well, I don't know which one comes first. <laughs> let's let's, uh, let's uh, do the trivia question in advance of today's draft. Next quarterback to get his first ring. And uh, the quarterbacks who have won a Super Bowl in the top 20 highlighted. There are only six of the quarterbacks in the top 40 countdown have won a Super Bowl. Who is next? And here's the question, Chris. Who was the last starting quarterback to lose a Super Bowl before winning his first one. Who was the last to lose a Super Bowl before finally winning his first? Oh, man. Um, I know I'm going to know this, and I just this is going to drive me crazy. Who is the last one to do that? Man, is the last one to do that John Elway? You think da-da-da-da. I don't know that we play the music anymore, but yes. <laughs> Yes, how? you are correct. It was John Elway. He lost, what, how many did he lose? Two or three, three before he finally three. won. Three before he finally won. Oh, and th from 0-3 oh to 2-3, and three, not a bad way to cap your career. All right, you're up. Man, okay. That, that's actually an amazing stat, really. And it tells you how hard it is to overcome losing a Super Bowl sometimes. I mean, that's, 
That's uh, the perfect example. All right. You know, the, to me, I, I got to go Lamar Jackson here. You know, one, of course, I think he's incredibly talented and uh, one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. But, you know, part of this exercise, too, to me is, you know, you got to pick the team, right? And Baltimore is still a team that I look at and go, as, as long as everything goes as planned and, you know, there's not a COVID-19 outbreak on the Ravens or anything like that, I think that team is still going to be one of the more exceptional ones in football this year. So uh, I, I look at him as being that guy that's, that's first on this list for me. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. They were the best team in the regular season last year. They mishandled, arguably, or actually, that Week 17 extra buy, de facto buy, and I think they were a little bit unprepared, a little bit stale, a little bit sluggish on that Saturday night against the Titans. Otherwise, maybe they, they he would have gotten his first ring this year. I'm going to stay in the conference. I'm going to slide down to the AFC South. And it's amazing to me how all of a sudden the Texans aren't really being taken all that seriously. And I know it has a lot to do with trading DeAndre Hopkins. But look, it doesn't mean they're going to win their first ring this year, right? It it may be a couple years before one of these guys gets his first ring. And I'm going to go to Sean Watson. I think they're building something. I think he's getting better every year. I think he's being overlooked. I think the Texans, even though they keep finding a way to get back to the playoffs, they continue to be overlooked. They continue to have a low bar. There continues to be this perception of dysfunction. I think they're quietly putting something together where they, they can be a team that, that you know, in a division that it, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. Maybe you yeah. fatten up your record to the point where you get the number one seed, learn how to hold a lead in the playoffs. Deshaun Watson keeps getting better and better. I, I, uh, I'm going to go with him. Now, I would have gone with Lamar Jackson if you'd gotten the question wrong, but I think the clear number two in my mind is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Yeah, you know, you're right. The only thing I questioned there was just about when are they a Super Bowl caliber team? And they're like, they're very close. I mean, you, you explained it perfectly. I mean, you, you really did. And yes, you know, in that AFC South, yeah, maybe the rosters on the Colts and the Tennessee Titans are a little bit better than the Houston Texans, certainly. But when it comes Sunday, the best player on the field in those games in the AFC South will be number four. That's for sure. And uh, that's a great equalizer. So I hear you there. All right. Man, I'm really stuck in this one. I don't know what to do here. I, I, I mm, man, I think I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. I'm, we're not counting Carson Wentz getting the ring, right? That doesn't count, right? right. Okay. No. That, that was a Phil Simms, Jeff Hostetler ring three years right. ago. Right. That's right. That, You're not going to react to that? Are you trying to say that my dad didn't earn that damn Super Bowl ring? What a jerk well, you are. are. You, are, you, are you trying to say Carson Wentz didn't earn the Super Bowl ring three years ago? He was the well, MVP no, of the league I know. up until he, was he a tore big his ACL. You're right. right. He is. He's a big part of it. I mean, actually, the story of, between him and my father is very similar. Uh, it really is. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Wentz. One, yes, I think this is an incredible talent. Um, the only thing that I think is holding him back is maybe some of the leadership stuff that we heard about a little bit last year. But I also, I think, just my belief in the Eagles and Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman uh, and their ability to build and coach the team the right way uh, they're another team I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to look at. I think they're going to continue to stay relevant. They make the right moves. I like everything about them. And I think Wentz is still getting better and better. And I think he's already special. So I'm going to go with him. All right. My next pick is a guy who doesn't have a whole lot of opportunities to win his first ring. He was extremely close to it a few years ago. He finished in your top 10, one spot behind Carson Wentz, and that's Matt Ryan of the Falcons. And in a year where there's all this obsession about Drew Brees and Tom Brady, combined age of 84 when they meet week one, 
and it's the Saints or the Buccaneers that's going to win that division. Well, maybe maybe they cancel each other out. And maybe the Falcons, who have a very low bar, and they have earned that low bar in recent years, they finished the year 6-2. and two. They have a positive vibe going. They still have Julio Jones. They still have Calvin Ridley. They're trying to beef up the defense. Matt Ryan is still Matt Ryan. And again, he doesn't have a whole lot of opportunities left. He's now 35, but... Uh, I I I would not be shocked if they give us a little bit of a back to the future 2016 type of a season this year where they emerge from the NFC South as the the dominant team while the Saints and the Buccaneers are worried about trying to jockey for a wild card berth, Chris. Yeah, I, Mike, I'm with you. They're one of those teams that is like a little bit of the under the radar, I would say, watch out, sleeping giant type of team because. We all recognize there's talent on their football team on both sides of the ball. And, yeah, the quarterback's really good. And, of course, we know the coaching staff is worthy of bringing the team deep into the playoffs and being competitive that way. But, yeah, their big thing is can they just stay freaking healthy? If they can stay healthy, you're right. I think we're all forgetting about the Falcons. I think their team is every bit as talented as Tampa Bay down there who were all kind of anointing one of the kings of the NFC. And, of course, we know the Saints are really good, but – I'm with you. Don't forget about the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. All right, man, this is a tough one because you know there's a part of me like I I, I maybe think about Philip Rivers because I think there's a possibility he could get that in the next year or two. But I'm gonna go my, with Chris Sims bias here. I'm picking Jimmy Garoppolo. I am because I'm gonna pick Kyle Shanahan and that team and John Lynch and everything that goes along with Jimmy Garoppolo. Very close this year. We know that. You know, was it his best Super Bowl performance or best game he played all year? Certainly not Jimmy Garoppolo. We know that as well. Uh, But I just have the tremendous faith in Shanahan, the system, the players around him. And I think we all forget sometimes that last year was really Jimmy Garoppolo's first year as a full starter, and he will get better. So I think all those things take into account. uh, I'm going with Garoppolo. This is a topic that I want to delve into more deeply in PFTOT today. You'll be able to find that at the website, at the YouTube channel. It'll be the PFTOT, PFTPM podcast. But specific, specific point about Garoppolo and the 49ers for 2020. I don't know that I would have gone Garoppolo. Because, again, I don't know that the 49ers are going to be in position to win it all this year. I think it's too hard to do. There's only been two teams ever that have that have won the Super Bowl the year after losing the Super Bowl. And I think by the time they win a Super Bowl, it may be a different quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. I, I hear I you. Think, it's risky. I, 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 think, I think it's up or out this year for Jimmy G. But but uh, nevertheless, my pick, and, and look, again, just, just so we're clear, it doesn't mean that you're likely to win it this year. Of all the guys who have never won a ring at the quarterback position, the likely to win the next one, and I'm doing it, I'm doing it, a guy who's never started an NFL game, a guy who is stepping in the shoes of Tom Brady, Jared Stidham. Wow. What are you doing? Jared Stidham. Awesome. What are you doing there, Max Good Headroom? You. you want Max Headroom. You were, you were like, right. I mean, that was kind of scary. There are children at home watching this, and they are fearful now with that giant head of yours that was right in front of the camera. But I'm going Jared Stidham because it's the I Patriots. Like it. In Bill, we trust. It's the system, and he wants to prove, and they all want to prove. There was an item in the Boston Herald within the past week or so where Rodney Harrison talked to Karen Garigian about the reality of, of what the Patriots will be trying to do this year. They hear the noise. Bill Belichick uses it as motivation. They're going to want to prove they can win without Tom Brady. They're going to want to prove that their system works. And whether it's this year, next year, or the year after that, 
Yeah, do we really think the Patriots are just going to disappear just because no. their 42-year-old quarterback is gone? So uh, give me Jared Stidham. Good for you. I thought when I was getting there first off, and kids at home, yeah, don't mess with my noggin. This thing is dangerous. It's hard as hell. It's got extra layers of bone. It's been hit so many times, okay? But to your, to your like, I thought I know you where you thought been, I was going. I thought you might have been going Taysom Hill. And I was about yeah, to I go know. like, I wow. I thought, oh, was it Taysom Hill? And then I thought maybe you were going to say Kirk Cousins for a second. And I was going to go, he's I totally know. off his rocker today. <laughs> I mean, I-, I thought your camera froze or something. I mean, you held that position. That was impressive. But, yeah, I, I – we ha- – I mean, it's and this just all sets up so perfectly for the Patriots. Everybody's just like pushing, pushing them off of the stage. They're gonna push their way back onto the stage. All right, we got to take a break because uh, we had to leave some time for just a, a little, a little look down the past few months before Chris gets his three weeks and one day break. There are the picks for the next quarterback to get his first ring. We'll be back with more Pro Football Talk Live right after. Oh, here we go. I'm telling you, ever since I'm out of my seat at NBC Sports, I feel like I'm stupider. I didn't realize my iPad was off. Detox to retox on the weekends is really what I do. Yeah, you like that one? We're just two wankers having fun. So hello, London. Yes, I'm athletic. Daddy, I don't know. They're going to put a mask over his butt crack, too, to take the germs away there. You know, can there's you just stop? nothing you can do for all can of it. Can you stop? <laughs> hello, London. I read as well. Did you guys hear my rooster? Uh-oh. I think for one... Oh, I bet he's mad. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. It's now my iPad won't work. Hello, London. Oh, look at that. Freeze that one. Freeze that and use it tomorrow. Oh, look at <laughs> oh, This is some great TV, folks. We hope you're enjoying the show today. I am very close to being Polly Walnuts in Sopranos and just having the wingtips. Don't call me heavy. You're heavy. Gardner Minshew's Jorts. Jordan, Jordan Minshew's Garden. I did more retox than detox this weekend. Oh, that's good. It means it was a good weekend. I could juggle jello. My pen exploded. <laughs> Kristen sucks. Hey, dude, you're not in my league. You get a free haircut with that shirt? F all y'all. Nut up, baby. Get out. What, who, what is this? <laughs> Eat it, Florio. We need more content. What are we starting with? Bend over and I'll show you. Oh, hello, London. I uh, struggle with saying things the correct way at times. Simsism. The way he leaded his team, tick for tack, professional tiredom. The green is not always grass or on the other side. You know, militaristic upper echelons. If we're going to be picking about that, I'm not going to get any words right ever. I do feel like I've hit a a deeper level of dumber than usual ever since I've been at the house during COVID-19. about it no pre-screening no editorial control i just want that to be very clear and that was all those various entries to the simsism lexus lexicon all from just the past three months <laughs> that's just three months worth we're gonna need a bigger book we are you know i don't know my mom's starting to think that um i might be like the next yogi Berra, right that's what she's telling me i think we can make a book out of your sayings and i I want to be like, yeah, but Yogi Berra's like had some like weird wisdom behind his things. Mine have no wisdom. It's just complete stupidity. 
So I don't know if anybody cares about that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We're going to take three weeks off. Chris, your vacation starts today. We've got Big Cat tomorrow. When we return, it will be deja vu all over again. But it ain't over till it's over, so we've got a few more seconds. You like that? That's just a couple of the words of wisdom of Yogi Berra. But you're right. There was always something appealing at the core of that dumb thing he would say. I'm still right. looking for something appealing in the core of any dumb thing you've said. Yeah, sorry. Nothing appealing about it at all. Just straight stupidity and dumbness here. Uh, but hey, I'll miss you, man. I'm going to enjoy my break. I know we'll be, you'll be texting hearing from a me. lot and all that. You'll, I know you'll hear we from will. me. I, you, can't, you, can't, you can't do without me for three weeks. We'll have some fun from afar. And, uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Big Cat will be here. Chris, enjoy your time off. Everybody have a great day. Thanks, man. See ya. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.